I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies. And we'll have some fun along the way. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder. And today I'm delighted to welcome Heather Tusting to the show. Heather is the newly appointed Chief Operating Officer of Morning Point Senior Living. So welcome, Heather. Thank you so much, Julie. I appreciate it. Heather has nearly 20 years experience in operations, sales, and marketing in senior healthcare services. She began her career in skilled nursing and quickly found her calling in assisted living. She joined Morning Point in 2020 as the Executive Vice President of Operations, as well as leading sales for the organization. And like I said, was recently promoted and definitely will want to talk to her more about that. And prior to joining Morning Point, she enjoyed 10 years with a national luxury assisted living provider, which allowed growth and her professional advancement. In her spare time, I don't know how much spare time, Heather, you have, she enjoys reading, decorating, boating, and time with her family. So welcome again. Thank you so much. So Heather, really wanted to pick your brain a bit about your role in operations and sales. So you, you kind of, you're driving down two lanes, right? right? So tell us a little bit about how that works and why you feel that your, your background and your experience in sales helps you to be a stronger operator. So I think one of the benefits is definitely seeing the entire picture. Um, so when we are making a decision, whether operationally um, in certain circumstances and definitely a sales decision, I'm able to see it from a global picture um, and not a not from just a specific role. So I'm able to see how it'll affect the entire organization as opposed to how is it only gonna affect sales or census? Um, and so how does it, you know, how is it going to impact refinancing abilities and how is it going to affect us in a different market or how's it gonna affect us in a different community that we have in the geographical area? So it's really being able to see the bigger picture um, and, and, and really be collaborative with the large team to help us make the best decisions. So being able to have so many individuals to work with collaboratively is truly what I feel is the biggest key to making it successful. So I'm able to bring um, you know, our analysts in, um, our communications team in, our regional sales in, um, and myself, and then obviously involving regional vice presidents as needed of operations. And we're able to sit down collaboratively and work through things. And I think that's one of the benefits of my position is having the, that dual role really helps us bring all the different players to the table. Because I just, I, I really truly feel that we can learn from each other. And even if it's not our specialty, there is so much that we can learn from others, whether it's in our industry or outside of our industry. Everybody has a different experience and a background that can help us grow as an organization and be a better place for our associates and our residents. Absolutely. So one of the things that I'm sure you've experienced this and, and you hear it frequently, you've been in the business long enough, about operations, we'll go to the community level. So mm -hmm. the executive directors or community managers, 
really being the ones that need to lead sales, top line revenue. 100%. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. And I'm leading by example because I am operations. I was an executive director, you know, many, many years ago. I was fortunate enough for that experience. Um, and so I feel as if we're able to lead by example. And so um, coming on board with Morning Point, when I joined, one of the things that I did, along with my regional sales team, is we involved our executive directors more in the sales process. So we include them in our, our sales trainings. We include them in our annual sales conference. Um, we have monthly workshops that we include both parties in because we do want it to be really a partnership. And, and obviously, ultimately, selling is everybody's responsibility in the community. Um, and so we really need buy-in from our executive directors for that to be successful. And I truly believe that we have to lead by example. And what a better way than I'm the COO and also leading sales. So I'm very much so leading by example. Um, and obviously it takes a lot of the time up, but I think it's invaluable. Um, and, and so I think it, it is helping us grow um, and seeing those, you know, in addition to that, I have an amazing team, um, which is, you know, what is a huge contributor to our success as well. I was, yeah, I was wondering because you're the COO with such, and the sales leader, right? As it's mm -hmm. true you know, in, in, you know, permeates right throughout, throughout the company, whether it's one person like yourself or two or three people really, like you said, needing to have align, you know, being aligned with the similar goal, the same goal. Right. I'm curious, you said you, in, you include your executive directors and sales training and, and sales discussions and, and all things occupancy and sales. Mm -hmm. Specifically, what does Morning Point require uh, their EDs to either do or, or how, you know, in, in what way specifically to be? So we're sales. seeing them as the sales leader. So we have a daily sales meeting, which is the ED and our sales um, associate in the community, uh, which we can call community relations director. So the ED and the community relations director meeting daily for a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and the, the, the reason I feel that is so important is because as you know, and I know, um, if you're working with a prospect in the, directly, but you're only, you know, and if you're stuck, which happens frequently when you're working through that, that's, you know, that's why it's like a puzzle, right? It's like trying to get to the end of the putting the puzzle together. Um, but if you're only thinking what you're thinking, and you're not able to think outside and collaborate with somebody else, it can be hard to be unstuck. It's hard to think of different, you know, what questions do I need to ask? What additional information do I need? It's so, it's so healthy and beneficial to receive another individual's input. Um, and just, just to be able to have that open dialogue going back and forth. And that's why I feel like the daily sales meetings are so important. Um, in addition to making sure that everybody's on page, you know, with who's coming to tour, are we ready to greet them? Or, you know, what are the, you know, scenario between behind them touring? Um, just to let them know about the prospect and their family members, because obviously touring a community could be a daunting experience. Um, you know, going away to college is a daunting experience, and that's something people look forward to. Um, it's not always that people want to move to senior living. Um, sometimes it, that is the case, and sometimes it's not a necessity. And so we want to make sure that that initial tour process is as warm and welcoming as it could possibly be. Having that open dialogue between the executive director and the community relations director aids in that process. And it's also part of everybody's process, you know, everybody needs to be part of the tour process as well. Um, and so again, we need to have that open dialogue. We want people to feel comfortable when they come to tour and to meet as many associates as they possibly can meet um, during their tour process. And that involves having oh, that open dialogue. A lot of collaboration 
for sure. And, and spending time together, it sounds to me like right. more on strategic, mm-hmm. right? Strategic thinking and strategic mm-hmm. planning rather than let's look at how many calls you made yesterday. Right. I mean, that's important. And we do get that information on a weekly basis. We have a KPI report that is auto-generated that is that has valuable information, but that only gives a piece mm-hmm. of the story, right? The other piece is digging into our mm-hmm. prospects, digging into the database and really working through those challenging prospects and how can we serve them? What do we need to do to be able to serve these prospects um, and really digging through that? And I do think that that takes collaboration. Um, but, if, if it's me going through those prospects, I still need to be able to talk through it with somebody. That's how we're going to come to a better a better opportunity to serve that respective resident. You know, Heather, something I admire about you is that you're a leader who seems to really enjoy leaning in, you know, learning, sure. growing, you know, developing professionally. Mm-hmm. How important is that mindset, in your opinion, to the strength of oh, your organization? I think it's critical to any organization. I mean, we have to know that we don't ever know everything. We are, we're always continuously learning. And I think that I learn something every single day, whether it's through a good situation or a challenging situation. I learn something every single day. And I think it's very important that we become lifelong learners. Does that mean I want to go back to college? It does not. But does that mean I want to continuously learn? It does. And I think that that's important for myself, for my team. Um, We're working on leadership development opportunities for our director levels at the communities as well, because I think it's invaluable for everybody to have that opportunity to continuously learn. Um, Obviously, we have to be mindful of people's time and we will be. Uh, but at the same time, we have to continuously grow and evolve. And if we don't grow as a, and evolve as individuals and as an organization, then we, then organizations and individuals get left behind. I mean, that is what happens. You're either growing or not. Exactly. Or dying, as they say, right? Right. right. And we want to continuously grow and learn. And I mean, I think if there's ever been an environment where it's important to continuously flex um, and learn and um, evolve and find new ways around the situation. It's been the last few years. Um, and so I think that has been one of the, uh, a positive that has come out of a really challenging situation is that we've learned to pivot in a way that, um, you know, I think that as a society, we didn't know how to pivot quite the same before. What was your biggest learning lesson, if you will, for over the past 18 months? Um, I think it, a, a big learning lesson is I've always believed that it's very important for individuals to have a work-life balance, um, but I, I've actually had to enforce it, which is not something that I've had to do so much in the past. Um, my team, will, they'll get a little frustrated with me sometimes that they're sending me an email on vacation, and I'm like, hey, you're on vacation. You know, unless there's a crisis, go back to vacation. Um, and so I think that that's something that is very invaluable is that, um, you know, people, I want people to work and I want people to work hard and I want them to be very passionate about what they're doing. But if we're, if we're always stuck in the moment of pushing through and putting out fires and dealing with challenging situations, then we're actually never learning and growing not that much because we're, we're in the moment and we're not able to step back and think outside the box and come up with new ideas and so forth. When I come back from a vacation or even a longer weekend and I feel recharged, that's when I'm able to come up with new ideas or new thought processes that we can implement or try out is because I had the time, the downtime to be able to think. If you never have downtime to think, just to have time to think or to read or to look at new options, then I think that's where 
it can become kind of stale. And it's, and it's not because somebody's not working hard, but you can be working so hard right. to just spinning your wheels. Heather, that's a great lesson. It's a great lesson. Uh, and it can, it can feel for those of us, and I'm sure it's all of us and, and those listening, we're doing, doing, like you said, and we, and, and we want to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And we become a human doing, right, instead right. of a human being. And that time to recharge, reflect, the time during the day or maybe the start of the day, yes. end of the day, whenever it is, to, like you said, stop and think or plan or just allow your mind to go to places it can't when we're doing, doing, doing. It's a, that's a really valuable lesson. It is. It's setting up, it, it may seem initially when, it, when you first implement it, it may seem, um, what else is the word, um, selfish or like you're prioritizing yourself, but you're not. You're actually prioritizing the organization because when you step back and can think, that's when you're going to come up with your best solutions, right. your best ideas. That's when you're innovative. You're, most people are not going to be innovative when they're exhausted and they're in the middle of a really challenging situation. Mm-hmm. Innovation comes when you have time to think or discuss things and collaborate with in, other individuals. True, true, true. <laughs> Truer words. Innovation comes when you have time to think or innovation happens when you really have time to think. I'm writing that down. <laughs> so, Heather, in a flipping the coin a bit, where do you see we still, maybe as an industry or from what your experience in the last, you know, year, handful of months, where, where are we still struggling most? I mean, I think that as an organization, you know, as, as, a, as an industry, actually, you know, I mean, obviously staffing is a challenge. And so that does have impacts on sales, whether we want to believe it or not. And it, we know it's the reality that at times it does. Um, at times that means as a sales associate, um, you know, sitting and being a receptionist and there's nothing wrong with that other than that they're taking that time out of the selling zone in order to do so. Mm. Um, and so I think that, that, you know, we still are walking a balance, you know, a little bit on a balance beam to a degree because there are certain days and in, in scenarios still where we do have to pull people to do different roles than what is optimal for them to be doing at that point in time. And as much as we want to focus on sales and we need to, we still have to run an or, you know, a community at the same time. And our EVs are, you know, doing the very, very, very best that they can to do that. And I think that's something that the industry is seeing. I don't think that's, you know, specific to any organization by any means. I think it's something that industry is seeing. Um, while other industries are able to alter their, you know, their, their availability, their days are open, their times are open, senior living does not. We're 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Um, and so we need mm. to make sure. So I think staffing is a challenge across the board. And I think that's something that everybody is trying to grasp. And, and I, I feel like as an industry, and I know us as an organization, it is improving drastically. Um, but is it perfect? It's still not perfect. And I don't know when it will be perfect in the near future. Um, but I think that's something that's really a challenge that that is affecting the senior industry. Um, and then again, I think it's just um, getting back to business. I think that it's important. And that's something that we've really focused on here at Morning Point is as you're going through a very challenging scenario, um, as the, our industry did going through the pandemic, uh, you can only focus on so many things at one moment. That's all anybody can do. Um, and so I think it's really getting back to business and making sure that those 
you know, internal audits are occurring and um, we're really digging into financial data. We're digging into sales analytics, you know, making sure that we're really getting back to the business that was happening prior to the pandemic occurring. And that's something that we've really focused on and I think is vital to continued success. You know, getting back to business, I love that. Some people say, you know, focusing on the fundamentals, the basics. And while that may not sound new or, uh, you know, innovative, it's fundamental because it's fundamental, right? Mm -hmm. You can't build a business from, you know, wobbly foundations. It's so critical. You said it so well. It sounds to me like you're really optimistic about the business and certainly Morning Point. Morning Point is growing. How many communities do you have now? We have 36 communities currently. We actually have a grand opening um, this month. And then we have a 37th community opening in early summer. So uh, we are continuing to grow um, strategically, growing as it makes sense. So we don't have a specific number that we have to hit by a specific date by any means. Um, It's organic growth when it makes sense. It's awesome. It's awesome. I so appreciate you sharing your expertise, Heather. And before we go, we're going to do a fun speed round. Okay. So are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. I okay. think I'm ready. We, yeah, all right. Because we do, you know, the work-life balance. And yes. you mentioned that. So let's, not that your life is not, of course, uh, work and work is fun too, but all right. So you love to read. So what's a book you feel we should all read? Um, I love anything that's kind of like a, a mystery type book. So I really like any of Colleen Hoover's books, um, something like that, that's kind of keeps you on the edge. Maybe not the best to read right before you go to sleep, um, but I really like those <laughs> kinds of books that have a little bit of excitement in them. <laughs> so do you, do you like to figure out who did it or are you just kind I of I try, but and... I don't always master it by any means. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What about uh, Binge Watch? What's a show we should all binge watch? Um, I love the Inventing Anna um, on Netflix. I did binge watch that um, over a weekend um, while I was recovering from a recent surgery. Uh, and so I love that um, Inventing Anna. On, it was on Netflix. And I really, I thought it was, it was a real, I thought it was really cool. And I, again, it was one of those things where you're trying to figure something out. So it had a little mystery in there too. Yeah, you've got a bit of a detective. I your, do. But then I also, I enjoy, you know, any type of house or real estate shows. I love that kind of thing as well. Well, and yeah, to close out, you enjoy uh, home improvements and, and DIY. What, what is your favorite or you feel like your best DIY project? Um, I really think the best thing that we've done is add significant millwork to our homes. Um, and so like we recently sold a house here in Chattanooga and purchased a new home and we've added lots of millwork and so forth into, into the home and it made a significant difference. And my husband is a MacGyver, so he's able to do it himself. So it, we really are, not only are we making it aesthetically beautiful for us, we're also increasing the value in our home so that when we sell it for resale, you know, it's a win-win. Um, so I come up with the ideas and then he does the work. So sometimes he's like, okay, no more ideas. And my ideas, he does put it, he does tamper my ideas during voting season. And so I, he's a, um, he's a fair weathered worker. So <laughs> on top of his real job, I might not, on top of his real job. <laughs> so my husband says, you know, if I come to him and say, you know, I've been thinking, he's like, no, Uh-oh. please, please don't think. So it sounds exactly. like <laughs> Exactly. So our projects are getting no ready thinking. to come up for the summer. <laughs> 
Okay, as I was gonna say, no thinking during voting season. Exactly, exactly. Enjoy the time of beautiful Chattanooga. It's a great mm-hmm. time to be out on a boat, beautiful late spring and summer. Love Heather, it. thank you so much again for uh, sharing your wisdom. And uh, we're gonna all, if we haven't already, uh, read some mysteries and uh, focus, get back to the basics and have some fun this summer. Thank you, Julie. I appreciate the opportunity and all your knowledge.